<laughs> no, you guys, uh, Ulrich is using a phone as a mic today, so that's why I was asking him to are we on now? Test. We are live, yeah. What's up? We're rolling. We got uh, Ulrich in the house and Sid as well. What's up? Cease the munch. <laughs> Great intro. We were just looking at a McLaren uh, 2012 concept. What was that? Uh, it's called the XR1. And why had I never seen this before? <laughs> because that was a uh, car that was built as a one-off uh, for a customer that wanted to go drive it to see the opera. Those are That's a real quote <laughs> if you look it up online. So did somebody – is that a real car that exists or that's was that – That's a legit car wow. based on an MP412C that somebody commissioned to be done in 2012 as a one-off project. He paid over a million dollars for that car. Jesus. <laughs> That's great. For, uh, for you listeners, that is not a good looking car. You guys should look at it for yourself. MSO XR1 concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what is going on like in the car world this week? Not um, much. Auto show coming up next oh, week. Oh, right. Yeah. We got the, we got our own little Vancouver auto show. And like, Ulrich and I were talking though, and I think we mentioned this on the last podcast a little bit too, but it's like, Vancouver has an international auto show and I love going there and, you know, seeing all the new cars or whatever and checking out like everything up close immediately after each other but at the same time there's no big debuts nothing's really like no there's nothing it's not exciting. like there's no actual reason to go yeah okay. you've seen everything. no auto news comes out of the van no major auto news comes out of the vancouver auto show you've like seen everything everything that's there you've realistically seen already i think it's honestly just due to population though that's really what it comes down to. it's due to our market our market is about seven times smaller than whatever the states have so if you right. want to calculate, for example, uh, like the really rare sports cars, let's say uh, 675 LT, for example, in Vancouver, there are six coupes and six spiders. Mm-hmm. And I think there's around the same amount in uh, Toronto. In the States, there are seven times more. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 25 and then like, yeah, 100, 170 or so, 160 yeah. in the States. It'd be cool if uh, if they had kind of like some sort of way to like con- not connect the shows, but kind of have maybe a series of shows or something. Do it in parts, and then kind of like spread it out. I don't know. I don't think we're important or big enough. <laughs> no, because yeah, a lot of all of our really really rare cars people buy from the states, import it from somewhere else. Anyways, yeah. But- that being said, like going to the Vancouver Auto Show. Now it's really cool because there's a whole modified thing out front, right? Like back like ten years ago, even like seven years ago, the modified scene in front of the Vancouver Auto Show was like nothing. Yeah. It was like five cars maybe. But now it's this whole big thing, which is awesome, and you can pretty much be guaranteed to see all of your dream supercars. Not all of them, not the, like the classic classics, but you know, I saw like an F40 and F50 for the first time ever at the Auto Show, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the the Toyota GT2000 as well one year. Oh yeah, yes, which is like yeah. not. Crazy, but it's a crazy car. It's an expensive not car. Very many of those. Yeah, I think that's worth around two mil. Yeah, yeah. LFA was there too. They just keep an LFA chilling, chilling around. <laughs> yeah. Do any of the cars like? I guess they're all local cars, then. Eh? Yeah, they are. No one's coming, like sending their cars up from like. No, most else. most of the cars at the Vancouver Auto Show are owned by people locally, but you'd be surprised how many of them are owned by the same people. Right. Oh really? Oh well, yeah. It's the it's that thing that uh, Bugatti was saying. That's just like 
you have a Bugatti, then more than likely you have like three other of the hyper cars or whatever. Like the average you don't Bugatti, just have that. average Bugatti owner has sixty four or eighty four cars. I looked up yeah, on Google that last night. That's retarded. Holy <laughs> crap! That's ridiculous. Yeah, the line of Ferraris last year at a Vancouver Auto Show is all owned by the same person. Yeah. What like? Oh yeah, of course the F forty, F fifty, and stuff. And they had like modified uh, Land Cruisers, modified Land Rovers, and stuff, which is awesome. I still, I don't think there's been one. I still want to see a P1 GTR. P1 GTR? That would yeah. be cool to that, see. That, that not one exists in town. No, I know. That's why <laughs> it'd be cool to see one, but I know I'm not going to. Yeah. Go to LA. True. Oh, yeah. There's probably a few there. Just at go least. to one of uh, our collector David Lee's meet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His buddy got one. Yeah. <laughs> probably. That's so like, crazy hey, when you see a meet like that in the States. With, you know, like Pagani's, Koenigseggs, and LaFerrari's, and yeah. It's just not a different level. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. those go for, like, what, around six? P1 GTR? No, no, uh, like the um, Koenigseggs. Koenigseggs? Like a GRS or something like when that. They're like, around, like, three US, three and a half US. Yeah. It's still a lot. Like <laughs> That's still a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Are Pagani's legal? I think we were talking about this a few days ago. Wireas are legal. Wireas are legal, okay. But you still can't get a Zonda. Zonda, I don't even think it's legal in the States. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Euro only. Yeah. And none of the Koenigs, because I haven't crash tested, done the crash testing for those. Uh, No, I've seen uh, videos of like a CCX, like an old 10 year old, like CCX Koenigsegg on the road in the States, yeah. I heard from a little bird that we do have a Koenigsegg coming in town. Oof, that's exciting. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled, locals. Yeah. That'll be a big thing, hopefully. Uh, but that's the thing. We don't have any car spotting culture either, which I think is specifically is just a European thing. I think that's what that is. But Yeah, because the cops here would shut it down so quickly. Yeah. Like, or, like, think about it, like, in Europe and, or, like, down in London and stuff where they have all these supercars coming down and just, like, revving their engines. And it's like, that's why the car, car spotting is there, right? Because they look at that stuff more. Now you can't do that here. Like you try doing that down the street of Vancouver or something. Mm-hmm. Like they, no one would have it. So it's more like just the types of people that you have around here that shut that down. Yeah, yeah. They encourage the revving and when you're in Italy and stuff, everybody gets yeah. all happy. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, and you they want you to like rip it. Yeah, show them a good time. <laughs> but like in Vancouver, they should be like, no, be quiet. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's what that's not. Unfortunately, honestly, I, I love that. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in a in a you know relatively responsible fashion. But even yeah. when I was down in LA, they're I mean, they're they'll rev their and they'll do a fucking donut at just a normal like car meet or whatever. And then you you literally drive ten minutes, five ten minutes, and there's another car meet double as big as the one you were just at. And you're like, yep, just in this one county right now on a Thursday night, there's like five car meets. Yeah, with everything. <laughs> Supercars, you know, old Euro stuff, anything. That's insane. Yeah. LA, you guys are so ahead. We do have this here, <laughs> though, but it's just, you know, it's uh, it's very enclosed, right? It's like, much smaller. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, if the E30 club, if there's a bunch of guys with, like, E30 M3s and, like, classic Beamers that go out, like, it's it doesn't, like, get crazy on social media or anything, right? It's just it's out to have a good time. It's always raining here. Yeah. <laughs> that kills a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Except for drifting. Oh, dude. Okay, so you know uh, Colton McDonald, who we filmed the drift video with, Volvo? Right, right. Um, he's on YouTube, too, Drifts and Lifts, so he just, you know, nice. gets in his multiple <laughs> Volvos and just drifts. Um, 
but he just put up a video yesterday and it was in the rain and he's like he's got a head gopro head mounted gopro on right. just like yeah this off ramp was really good you guys i'm gonna show i'm just gonna drift it real quick and he just like sl- sl- like it was near highway one or whatever right like, lo- actually Allegedly. i probably shouldn't say it was Allegedly. mexico yeah and then he just drifts the entire thing and that's like he does a little bit of that and then mostly he did like track he goes to like agassi speedway and stuff yeah. but that made me think of it like in the rain perfect for learning drifting yeah yeah. Like, it rains a lot here, It's and there's a lot of drifting, I feel like. And I've heard from, like, also the drifters, they say, like, drifting wet seems to be unpredictable. Right. So, right. if you can drift when it's unpredictable, then technically when it's dry and it's predictable, it makes it even easier. So, mm-hmm. if you learn in the wet, I have no idea, I don't drift, so. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I want to get some lessons. Yeah, every 27. Get some driving instructors. <laughs> Drift school apparently there. Yeah. I prefer to go around the bend properly. <laughs> properly. Yeah. With with grip in mind. Yeah. Yeah. When we went to Pumpkin Smash last year, I was I kind of was telling Marcus, like, I was going into it thinking, this is kind of going to be the deciding factor. Because I've never been to a drift event. Like, you watch it and it's like, ah, it looks fun. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I was like, this versus proper driving, say, like, you know, in, like, uh, Le Mans series, stuff like that. Competitive driving, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I go and experience drifting and kind of then make up my mind, like, which one do I like more? I, like, I kind of am leaving more towards, like, the professional side. Just because, like, I like the speed and, like, the technicality of it, in a sense. Yeah. But not saying drifting isn't. Like, it is. Of course, I would yeah. love to go drifting. Can we say that without sounding like a dick, though? Well, no, because, like, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. totally different. <laughs> I mean, like, the, up here in Canada, especially, the culture behind drifting is so different. Like, it's not even the same thing. Yeah, I don't feel like, yeah. but that being said, no, we got a couple local guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but we we don't have you know like a local circuit that actually has circuit driving. Really, it's not yet. encouraged here. Exactly, exactly. Right. Which is kind of dis. I mean, it's the ma- most major disappointment. But now with you know Area Twenty Seven, the Vancouver Island yeah. Motorsports Park, but maybe they'll like drifting. Well, it's no, a smaller Area track. 20- yeah, Area Twenty Seven are going to have a drift school. Oh, they are. Yeah, really. Yeah, like that's what like it's. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Like, I, um, it'd be unreal for drifting. I posted on Facebook or something. Don't oh, quote that's me crazy. on that, but I'm, I thought I saw something about that. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Like, I'd go there to go drifting. Yeah, those nice. are all third, fourth gear corners. Oh yeah, like there's not one hairpin on that track. But isn't there like a shorter, a shorter route that you can do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have like a secondary layout that's like it cuts yeah. off half the straight away. Interesting. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, that would be an insanely fast um, track to trip. Yeah. <laughs> be fun. Yeah. Okay, so I need to bring something up. Uh, we like to talk supercars uh, when these... Listeners, for those of you who don't know, Sid and Ulrich are definitely my two friends who are, you know, the most into supercars and racing and, like, you know, that side of the culture and, like, collector cars and stuff like that. Either way, um, we were driving here and Ulrich's like... I think the new uh, McLaren, what is it, 720S, is ugly as all hell. And I think it looks, it's a good looking car. And Sid thinks it's a good looking car, I think. <laughs> no, like, it is good looking. Yeah. Okay. I just don't like the headlights. Yeah, because you were saying the back end is like. The back end is the sexiest McLaren that's ever been made, for mm. sure. But mm. I just don't like the headlights. That, that pod intake flow, whatever they're doing with it. Uh, the nice way to put it is that it's very far ahead of its time. It's oh, something yeah. that will become standardized, I think, in many yeah, cars yeah. because they realize that the use of having a lens and a whole casing and a housing for the light 
is very impractical and oh, it's yeah. like a it's a complete big piece that doesn't need to be there when that area can be utilized so well yeah. to control the air and you know yeah. use that for downforce and in this generation functionality wise yeah. it's more fo- function follows the form so they were given the rules of aerodynamics to draw that car That's right you need to make it as fast as a or b yeah, or so whatever that priority yeah. trumped the looks of it okay yeah whereas like enough. whereas like if you say for like a lamborghini you know that would never be a priority the looks oh, yeah. is the priority <laughs> yeah, first yeah. you know always so yeah to each their own no no okay i can appreciate that the beauty in it in that sense like mm-hmm. it is definitely art i just it's beautiful like how like the patterns on a caterpillar are beautiful exactly right? yeah. but a caterpillar sure, yeah. might be revolting to many people yeah <laughs> no yeah yeah okay that's a good word for me. it like took that. a while to grow on me at first when i looked at the front end i was like because i knew the new you know mclaren was going to do something different right, right yeah. i knew that was coming yeah. so I, it wasn't really a surprise but at first glance i was like i wasn't sure but now you know you get to look at it closer and i'm sure when you look at it in, per- in person it'll be you know unreal yeah the presence yeah. will definitely be there like oh, no yeah. doubt when you see it in person, it'll grow on you. Yeah. It's one of those designs, right? A lot, a lot of the times when they revolutionize something, you know, many people or even the general public can't accept such a departure and difference mm-hmm. from what they're used to. Mm-hmm. That's why the rear is so much more appealing to us because it's, you know, more, more of just an improved version of what we're used to seeing from McLaren. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas the front is like completely out of yeah. everyone's comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. The back is recognizable, like that is a McLaren. Yeah, right. The front, you, it can be any. It can be a Zenvo. It can be, yeah, yeah. It can be a Spiker. You know. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is something we need to really bring up. Uh, <laughs> what's going on with this whole uh, Huracan Performante Nurburgring lap record? Yes, did it happen? No, did it not. <laughs> I see. Honestly, like I haven't done my full research, no, but either. they came out with the numbers, and then there was a massive backlash from like a massive part of the automotive industry that was like, this "You're totally fake. lying. Show yeah. us. Like, what yeah. is this?" And I don't know if it's even true or not. They have a video well, on YouTube. Okay, but there's the same thing. People broke uh, quote unquote broken down the video and said it's it's not possible like from what they how they measure it against other cars right thing. i don't know how you would do that no i have no i haven't seen the video either so I, does it I, have a lot of views probably i what i don't get is why would lamborghini actually go and state we have the fastest car around the nurburgring and just like a blatant lie like are they crazy enough to just go put a car down and just be like it's fastest right and right just make up a time yeah like would they blatantly do that i don't see them being that dumb no, I, I, that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, I don't know if it's, I would love to see yeah. proof, but if it's not like, I mean, Sid, you said there's a video, like, <laughs> if you search Performante Hurricane on Google, the yeah. next word is Nurburgring. Yeah. See, this is what they're doing. They're just getting everybody stoked about it. Yeah. I mean, think about that. But from a realistic point of view, is that actually possible? Because a 918 is similar in weight, yet almost, well, I wouldn't say double the power, but three four hundred four hundred horsepower more than that car yeah yeah like it's just it's just math at the end of the day yeah like does it hurt does it really justify a hurricane being faster than a car that's six seven times the price of it yeah just just because you shave 40 kilograms off and like did an ecu flash (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure yeah Yeah. yes there's a lot of crazy straight sections but a lot of it is tight stuff where 
necessarily power could hinder you. But a 918 is no bigger of a car than a yeah, that's true. Than a Huracan, they are both essentially very small, purpose-driven. You know, yeah, the 918 was a small car. There's no, there's no extra um, fat. Yeah, yeah. And they're both all-wheel drive. Yeah. Both in corporations that share interests with each other. So there can be some trickle down technology there. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. Yeah. Hmm. There's no way that you know you would have your rookie be faster than your yeah. major star. I just don't think that makes sense from a math standpoint. Oh, what? Like because the Aventador SV isn't like the fastest, or no? But that's from a that's a different size, though. But sure, yeah. Porsche and um, Lamborghini, they both have shares of VW, Audi, you know, so there's, there's definitely some cross pollinating there. Yeah. 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 It's all kind of a gray area now with those, I guess, quote unquote, mainstream supercar manufacturers, like not the Paganis of the world. And yeah. The so like say, eggs of the world. imagine the 570 comes up with like a, a rare lightweight version, like the LT mm-hmm. version per se, right? Would that all of a sudden be faster than a P1? No, even though yeah, no, of course be. not. It's the Cayman thing too. It's yeah, it's all these. It's a yeah. matter of it's a matter of development. So yeah. I think that it's it's hype from the marketing department of Lamborghini. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you really stack them side by side, I think uh, you know unknowing Lamborghini owners would be very sad to see the reality of things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But would Lamborghini actually? blatantly lie like that i don't know i don't even know if it's actually lamborghini that is making this car. i should have brought like research to this uh yeah. <laughs> to this. that was my bad uh we're watching uh is this what is this goodwood or at least before just a second ago you had goodwood plan yeah this is this is still continuing. let me just say this is goodwood. a gorgeous car this car yeah. is unreal so what are we looking at here this I don't is even know what we're a... looking at. Ferrari 1970 ferrari 512 m Oh my god! And I'm not usually one for yellow cars, but oh, I think you could paint her whatever color you want. It would look good. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd, I'd take it in baby shit green. Yeah, please. Baby please. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, they're good cars. Well, sure, yeah. Okay, you know, um, just looking at the older Ferraris, it reminds me of yeah. when we watched Rush. Right. Um, Nicky Lauda seemed to think that Ferrari Formula One cars at that time were uh, piles of shit. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, he got in and he was just... He kind of, like, helped them get to a new level of car performance. Yeah. But yeah. He, that's what he said. Like, he like you could... He actually said to, like, the F1 mechanics or the techs and the um, team when they were building the car, he was like, this car sucks. Yeah. He's like, you can't say that. It's a Ferrari. <laughs> like, but it sucks. We could do so much better. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of cool that you got a German guy that helped an Italian company get better performance on his cars. Yeah. Oh, it's not the first time they've teamed up. No, Michael Schumacher as well later. Because he did the 458, right? Yeah. Wait, for what? What did Schumacher drive? 458? No, he designed the 458. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, 430 yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, Four, 430 as well. 430 is a huge influence. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Frank Stevenson did the visuals, but... Uh, that's what I thought, all yeah. The, all the drivetrain, uh, the... The diff, in particular, that was the most important highlighted part. It was that that was actually the same diff that they used in Schumacher's F1 car. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Sorry, I'm just looking at the beautiful colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, listeners. We're, we're watching... Uh, oh, wow, that's an F1 GTR. That is Look an F1 that. LT. LT, oh my god. 20 mil and up. That 20 is 20 million dollars. That's yes. a bargain. That's a bargain. I'll take it. <laughs> that's nuts. Oh, planes. <clears throat> quattro. That's something... I, saw, I saw a Quattro the other day, actually. Really? Yeah, I can't remember where. And it was just parked on the side of the street somewhere in Surrey. Wow. Yeah. Make him an offer. Yeah. I want one of those. I saw, I saw one once. <laughs> yeah, it's it. one of those things. That was it. Same with, like, uh, Lancia Delta, like, Integrales. Yeah. I've seen, like, a couple of them. I've seen a couple of those. But only a couple in, like, a few years. They're legal to import. You can bring them in. Yeah, for I'm saving a while my ago. pennies, man. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you can still get them. 40? Um, yeah, Something 40 like grand for an okay one, for a really, really nice one, probably like 60 grand or so. Yeah. Okay, you so see, Sid, I would pay that. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I would pay that for that, but I wouldn't pay that, unfortunately, Marcus, for a GTR. What do you say, unfortunately? You can, you can get a, if you want just a GTR to be your daily, I would get like a forty, fifty thousand dollar one. No problem. I still wouldn't pay that though. I'd buy a cheap still, integral. Yeah, I'd just buy a cheaper integral. Yeah. I feel like I'm a group B champion wherever yeah. I go. Like a Those boss. are both very rare cars here, yeah. right? Yeah. Both of the, even like when you get into like the Integrale Evo 2 and stuff to bring in like a really low mileage one, that's yeah. a cool car. Yeah. That's, I feel like GTRs have kind of, there's a lot of them now in Vancouver. There are, there's a lot, yeah. Multiple yeah. owned by one person. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is like anywhere from like probably seven to 10 in Vancouver. Wow. I'd say. They're growing. Yeah. Yeah. They just grew by like a quarter last week. <laughs> yeah. You're 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 there to document it, yeah, Marcus. But here's the thing, though: if you get into like, I mean, this is a collector car in its own right. It's one of the like the LFA, right? Oh, it goes shit. up in value. Like, how many of those are in Vancouver? Like, now, maybe a few. That handful? is a Japanese car with great fit and finish. Yes, Lexus yeah. does not fuck around. No, with that. <laughs> no. no. Like yeah. they are, at, they've won like so many awards of like smallest panel gap and like you know least defects in the paint and stuff like that. So if you actually have all those elements in a hypercar, a supercar, because let me tell you, even the best brands, I can unfortunately still point out like flaws in their cars. That's what Maserati is a big one for that. Like with uh, what's that that Le Mans kind of looking uh, the MC12. Yeah, yeah. Worst paint. On any car. Right. Wow. MC12. Yeah, Frank Stevenson one. drew that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was one a good-looking car. Oh, fuck, it's beautiful. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen an MC12, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me as well. And the, the paint it's a was big weird. car. Yeah. It's a massive car. Yeah, but, like, the finish was terrible. And how much right. does that car cost versus, like, you're right. Like, you could buy, like, an LFA and the paint and panel gap and everything. That car is yeah. way more meticulous. Well, even when I was talking to Matt about this 570, and now I don't know if you experienced the same when you uh, were in the 570, of just the stitching. Like, occasionally in the stitching, you'll see it is what, like, it's hand-stitched or whatever, and there'll just be, you know, imperfections. Yeah, right? I know what you mean. And stuff like that, right? It's, it's an assembly line car. McLarens are assembly line cars. For the, not like a 675 LT Spider MSO, but, you know, for the 540Cs for North America or whatever. Hey, those are great value for money, man. The best. 180. Yeah. 190 grand. Brand new. You get sick doors. A tune away from like 650 horsepower. <laughs> Seven, 710 actually. 710. <laughs> they're yeah, not, yeah. they're not bad cars for that amount of money. Cause for 190, what can you buy brand new? 
Mm-hmm. That's in that category, right? Turbo S, but at the same you can't time, can buy a Turbo S for one ninety. One ninety? You don't think that's turbo? That's just regular turbo money. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's yeah. So turbo off. S is two two twenty five two thirty. Right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. bad, McLaren, taking it home. I wish your F one team was that good. <laughs> so they might partner with Mercedes again for engines. Well, yeah. I mean, look they what, should. Look what's happening with Honda. Yeah, like the, the Honda engines are just. I don't know what's going on with them. Honda's supposed to be really good for you know. They were back in the day when they were. Yeah. Cool. They killed it. They yeah. absolutely killed it. I have a fucking lawnmower that's Honda. Yeah. <laughs> they make it's everything. Still running. They're, yeah, they're super reliable. <laughs> that's, oh, that's sure, what they're yeah. known for. So, but apparently, what happened was okay. So there's two different engine designs that they're using, sort of in Formula One. Mercedes is the one, and then everyone else is doing something else. And Mercedes is all they've done is like the the energy recovery. So the Curtis unit is under the I think under um so it's a lower center of gravity for their engines. And everyone else has screwed and put it on top so it doesn't overheat as quickly or something. Um, so Honda was doing that last year, I think. And uh, this year they swapped to the same, trying to get the energy, uh, the weight uh, down lower. So they went to what Mercedes is doing and they just didn't figure out the heating or something. So, so they're going to send spies over to, uh, to, uh, Mercedes is what you're saying. No, no, no. <laughs> to they go just, uncover they the secrets. To, no, no, no. So McLaren is just like, okay, we're not going to work with Honda anymore because Honda can't figure out the engines. We need engines. Sure. So they yeah. might go to Mercedes and be like, okay, whatever, we'll pay you whatever you want. Wow. We just need engines for you. Because they used to be a partner back in the day. It was when McLaren raced, it was McLaren Mercedes. Right, Mercedes, right. And that's where like the, um, uh, what's that McLaren? Like the uh, SSR McLaren and stuff like that. Those are all like Mercedes engines with a McLaren body. Yeah. And that's from back in the day when they used to do Formula 1 together. So now they might go back to that. That's, That's cool. That's cool. Would be a good thing. Yeah. I think it'd be better than the Mercedes with the Mercedes engine almost. What phase was the McLaren Mercedes? Who were the drivers? Oh, dude, I can't remember. I cannot remember. I think Coulthard, David Coulthard. Oh, so it was, maybe. It, was, it was like early 90s. Yeah, 80s early 90s, yeah, yeah. Nice. How much faster would you guys say have Formula One cars gotten, you know, since the early 90s till today? Just in terms of like lap times, like how many seconds is that? Is that like a ten second there's difference? Some, or no, there's some of the like some of the um tracks the records still haven't been beaten from like the 2002 like 2002 2004 mm-hmm. around there. They still haven't been able to break those lap times. So in some wow. ways the cars are slower than they used to be. Wow! I just see a bunch of safety shit. Yeah, yeah. It's people. <laughs> to be like, honest, the people that own it don't. Wanna, the <laughs> sure. people that own it are yeah, so scared now for something bad to happen, right? So they're just like the safety regulations are insane. Yeah. Yas Marina is such a beautiful circuit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, I've never been there in person, but I've seen a bunch of video. And I've seen people on YouTube that are just, you know, out in the marina, like the actual marina that's at Yas yeah. Marina, <laughs> yeah. just on a big fucking yacht looking at F1 and just like there's that's... La Ferraris down there everywhere, wow. Bugatti Veyrons everywhere. That would be an extremely nice place. I want to do that someday. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to, you know, pick and choose and kind of see what F1 events you want to go to. and Holy shit. I think the introductory one would be Montreal. I think that'd be super fun. Montreal, yeah. Cheaper yeah. than pretty much anything else. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah. Let's go, convoy. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, are you talking drive over there? <laughs> drive, fly, whatever you want. Oh, okay. It's all, all good. Right. 
Yeah, driving across Canada is one of those things. Like, I would, I'll drive to, you know, I'll go to Colorado. I want to go, I want to drive to, like, Colorado, right? But at the same time, I don't want to drive necessarily all the way to, like, Texas or Georgia. Right, yeah. It's the same, I don't want to really drive from British Columbia to Toronto or something. No. I'll go to Calgary and back. That's an awesome drive, but... But isn't, like, everything through Alberta just one direction? Like, you just, like go left and you go straight from what i've experienced yeah it's pretty much like that yeah so is that really fun though <laughs> no i mean the drive to like going through the rocky oh, okay, mountains yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh yeah that's gonna be amazing. yeah beautiful drive great roads i mean i'm like yeah so what's the one place that you want to visit the most in the whole world specifically related to cars or just in general okay yeah what is not related to cars <laughs> Good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, it's definitely split between Germany and Japan, but I think I think Germany would come out as number one in that. Very nice. Definitely, you know, do do the do the tour, do the Nurburgring, do the uh, spa, do you know all and this? Probably do Germany, Italy trip or something. Yeah, the you know the factories Ger- and stuff. Germany, yeah. Italy, France. Mo- yeah, but second, very close second would be definitely in Japan. I don't know about you, Ulrich, but I'd like to do like uh, I don't know Wales, Scotland, around there, like some of those like crazy roads through like the mountains and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, like the valleys rather, or like, yeah. the Isle of Man. Like we just have like the cliffs and sick. stuff, and <laughs> you'd have to have the proper car though for that job. Yeah, you need like an older Aston. That's a that's a whole di- <laughs> that's a whole different kind well, of like trip, a DB5 man. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, trip just got a lot great. more expensive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that would be fun. Oh, of course, yeah. That's just get literally... a screaming V12 anywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. Realistically, it went from dream vacation to dream experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I would like that too. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Said what's like number one? What's the place? Um, I think more importantly, it's just to find people. So mm-hmm. wherever these people are, it's just you know try to get together with like-minded people, and it doesn't really matter where you go, but as long as you find these people, you'd be surprised how similar everyone actually is. Yeah, because like we're all just car crazy at the end of the day, right? And we all just have different ways of expressing our passion for cars. Yeah. So personally, for me, probably a Euro trip since I've never been to Europe before, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to, you know, tour the Pagani factory and you know see how they actually do things. And, yes. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that you don't see that's on, that's not on YouTube. No. And yeah. Yeah, it's still it's like they're they're living, breathing spaces, right? Like exactly. that space is not just a here's a camera rolling and you can look at something in two D. It's yeah. it's the entire you know driving up to it, seeing people on the road, you know, maybe running into someone, talking to someone, or whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. Life is short, right? Yeah. yeah no, I agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like oh, sorry, the video that we're watching right now. There's a TV going this yeah, entire time. Yeah. Just watching cool car shit, people. <laughs> so this video that rolling right now um the guy like what i'm at least how i've interpreted just from looking up every now and then it seems like this guy found this very specific car and it's just the car like his car it's the yeah, car like, for it's him the car like it's gonna be his keep forever car kind of thing mm-hmm. i'd like to find a car like that one day yeah one that you know you're just, just never like, gonna yeah. sell you're gonna hold on yeah, to yeah. and it's gonna yeah 
That's a Model T or Model A hot rod in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fucking gangster. That's so cool. With license plate triple eight, like a boss. Yeah, it's funny because even here, something like that, you know, hot rods like that, definitely stand out. Yeah. And for the right people, they'll get looks. Under but over there man. in Japan, yeah. that must be, you know, jaw dropping. Dude, these cars, let me tell you, they're so underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Like if you tour the actual shows that have like hundreds of these things, you'll see passion that you have never experienced before. Yeah. It is like life changing. That's why you're probably, I'm going to kidnap you to uh, old car Sunday this year. Nice. On Father's Day, if you have time. Oh, right. Yeah, I think you told me about this. Where is yeah. it again? Mission. Right. Nice. 1,500 cars. If you, <laughs> if you love it, you can bring it. Anything. And we're going to roll down there like a motherfucker this year. Oh, that is cool. I'm d- I definitely want to go to that. Bring the drone, man. Bring the drone. Yeah. No kidding. And that's another thing. A lot of, not this era specifically, this is like older, right? But uh, you know, like 60s muscle cars, you know how a lot of them are going for, you know, deep into the six figures for the collector market. Now, because the market's di- literally dying off and there's not as much like interest. Well, it's true. It's just like, you know, yeah, supply yeah. and demand. Yeah. It's just the weights are shifting. Right. So now those cars are starting to co- certain ones are starting to come down in value, you know, like chargers and Camaros. Not like a lot of them, not overall. I'm okay with but that if you know because what you're looking I'll for. just wait for them to drop to the bottom again and I'll buy them. I love those fucking cars. Yeah. It's nothing but style. Yeah. So you just need to improve basically the way that they... They don't drive very well, but, no. you know, improve the suspension, improve the brakes, give it proper tires. You yeah. have fucking... And, like, to get, like, a 55 car. something or, like, yeah. something in the 50s, you know, late 50s. I know for, like, the awesome. late 60s, early 70s, like, uh, Camaros and stuff, you can buy rear subframes and things for them so you can put coils in. So you have, like, actual, like... Right. You know, coil at every corner in the car as opposed to, like, springs in the back and stuff like that. So you can actually set them up, and people do this, and they set them up for uh, autocross racing. Yeah, yeah. But I guess, like, in the States, autocross tracks are a bit bigger than the ones here. Yeah. <laughs> no, their autocross circuit bigger. is just, like, a small road course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, people, like, just put, know. like, monster tires on all four corners of these cars, and you big-ass V8 in them, and they look sick. Yep. Hey, speaking of, speaking of autocross, get this. Last week, uh, one of my RWB family members in Seattle took his uh, 964 RWB to autocross. Oh, damn. So <clears throat> the autocross record by the local Porsche club up in Seattle yeah. for that particular track, 49 seconds for a um, – what's that shit called? For a uh, RS America. That's, okay. the, that's the lap record. For a GT3 RS 991. It pulled a 53 second. Okay. And for the RWB, 51 seconds. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So in a situation where power is not king. Yeah. Triple eight tires, 335 rubber in the rear, 265 in the front. We win. That is insane. Yeah, it's impressive. Even with like PDK, like that's I'm torqued so, everywhere. So fucking proud. So fucking proud. Wow. That is that is the 10, 15 years of development of Nakai-san on the track. Just, yeah. just going at it. Yeah. Trying to beat the Tsukuba record. Trying to beat the Motegi record, which he holds two titles to. Yeah. That's, I, feel, I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, most people just think of him as, like, wide-body guy. Yep. He is through and through racing car driver, man. Started as a drifter. Yeah. With AE86s and... Changed his brand to a Rowelt after he started messing with German cars, and now he doesn't own a single <laughs> Japanese car. Yeah. 
18 RWBs is what our boss owns in Japan. That's so nuts. That's insane. Uh, that's another track I would want to go to. Twin Ring Motegi. Yeah. Come yeah. to Idlers, man. Yeah. Let's do it. That's another trip, yeah. 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 Like, I would go to Japan just for the car culture itself, but to find some really cool events at, you know, the notable Japanese circuits. Yeah. Just find the drifting. Like, the guy um, who I imported my MR2 through, and we did our Subaru to Mark in Japan um, at Brave Auto, he is, we were talking on the phone once, and he was telling me about the, he, like, he goes down to the drifting scene. And just, you know, finds these kids that are out by wherever, like the base of the mountain and stuff. And he'll say, you know, the cops will come down, but they're not coming down to, like, keep an eye on it. They're just literally just talking cars with them. They just come down to hang out, the cops. And then they go drifting in the mountains. And it's, like, it doesn't matter. So, if you, I feel like if you go there, not with, or any of these places for that matter, you know, Germany, not with just, like, you know, a list of the touristy car things to do. But, like you said, Sid, to go try to meet people, just kind of, like, okay, just catapult yourself into this different culture this different group of people rather than oh hey at three o'clock we're gonna go get the tour of the ferrari museum and then go to this place and <laughs> you know i want to eat what they eat yeah yeah i want to see what the um what everybody else doesn't want like what they're not telling the world right necessarily they're not like promoting out there i want to see the whole thing yeah i mean i think uh, a lot of the media and just culture in general it's just becoming more and more transparent now. People just want the real stuff because yeah. we're growing up watching. I don't know from the people that grow up nowadays, but from my generation, you know, you watch TV with like these crazy commercials that try to convince you that like this is real and try to sell you this shit and that. Yeah. And then you realize that it's all fucking bullshit when you grow <laughs> up, right? So, and then uh, that's why the internet is so successful because it's more or less a, a more authentic side of things, right? 100%. Yeah. And it's becoming more, it's leaning more and more towards that. And people are beginning to appreciate that that's, that's what they want. And that's translating through everything. And mm-hmm. I think we'll reach a point where it's, it all becomes real. When that is though, I can't tell you, but. No, what, nobody knows. Yeah. Like. The flow of information though is just nonstop now. It just continues. That's why this whole Lamborghini Performante thing. I'm like, well, how do you actually find out any of this? <laughs> Like, there's this, the one side is saying one thing, and then the other side is saying the other thing. I don't know who to believe, but I think yeah. sooner or later we'll know the truth. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, of course. For all we know, like, that car could have been on, like, complete slicks, right? And that, that makes, That's one of the that arguments. makes a seven yeah. second difference. 100% okay. that okay. makes a seven second difference. Yeah. But how do you know? Yeah. So in the video, they did it with an actual car. So. And then. Allegedly. The time was done with so when, when did this stop again? When it, cause I remember the Nürburgring got a new owner, right? Yeah. And then they shut down. I think it was was it just temporary that they shut down the lap record whole thing. That was before the one to one was going to go. I don't do the lap record, but so now I guess it's just back to you know fair game now. Fair game. Yep. Because it's just all making money be. at the end of the day. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, the companies pay you to do a lap record, right? What else are you going to do? Yeah, and those things happen all the time. Like they're out there testing all the time. Everybody is right. They have like places at the Nurburgring, right? And you can actually pay some money and drive your rental car around it, mm-hmm. like touristy style, and just watch these guys <laughs> fly by you at 300 oh, yeah. kilometers an hour. Yeah, That's actually a thing, yeah. Well, they have multiple. Yeah, you can get in, you know, like a Renault cup car or something, like a hatchback, <laughs> like something with like 300, 350 yeah. horse, you know, something that's moderate. That's definitely the place to start, I feel like. Because <laughs> you think, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people like go to the, the Nova Green, go in with a 
thinking of, oh, I like, I've played this on the PlayStation before. Like, they tell, apparently they tell you that's the last thing they want to hear. Like, if you say no, that, no, they're exactly. like, shut the fuck up. No, no, I know. I, <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a lot of people go and they're like, they don't necessarily tell them, like, I've played this on my PlayStation, but they're like, I have played this. Like, I know the track. I'm going to go get a, por- I'm going to make the most of my trip. I'm going to get like a Porsche 911 Turbo or something. Right, right. And then they bugger it. <laughs> As opposed yeah, to going with, yeah. just like, I don't know this get the least powerful car mm-hmm. and actually drive yes yeah which would be way more fun anyways oh yeah because fast cars can't actually go like well you would learn can, way they, more cars can go faster yeah. but you can't drive as fast as the car can so i would absolutely want to have many many track days under my belt before i hit up to the nurburgring because otherwise it would just be you know it wouldn't be as fun i feel like if that was your first ever track experience, like it would be, could, be has the potential so to be overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, you'd be so stressed out. I would be at least. I would even like it, like uh, those Clio cop cars or something. Yeah, just be like, holy crap. Yeah, still fun though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What is this? Sid? This looks like a dirt road on the side here. Oh, I just put up like a random 4K video of a cityscape. Oh no! Oh yeah. Speaking of 4K, uh, so this um helicopter and. Or not helicopter. Did I say helicopter? You're yeah, going to get your helicopter license now. Pilot, no. <laughs> um, Damn, the son. plane versus the car thing. I'm really uh, I'm really thinking we should find a way to shoot this in 4K. Because yeah. I want to make this like... Talk to Kevin and ask him how much it is to run a 4K run. Hey. Oh, yeah. Kevin's listening. Yo, Kevin, what up? Um, You're probably, probably on your way to work. <laughs> uh, we want to shoot 4K. Um, So you should come. And shoot 4K with us. Yes, just bring one of the cameras out. Of <laughs> well, no, because I, I want to do like you know a 30 minute minimum, minimum. Th- I want to aim for like 40 minutes, so like an hour long TV epic, like pilot, basically, yeah, yeah. or nice. 40, 42 minutes, whatever it would be. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, you know, sometime between August and October, we can shoot this. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, make a big. You know, pick pick the right car, but also have other aspects of the community kind of involved at certain points, right? Like the race is like the overline concept right, of the video, right, right. but there's lots of stuff else, like, you know, going on. Yeah. Right. For sure. Which would be cool. Yeah. But listeners, this is the first time, like, we're talking about this at all. Yeah. But, and we talked about it a little bit last summer, but I think the resources and everything just was not in place. No, it wasn't, no. Definitely just no. was not in place, but. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Still gotta figure out where. Yeah, we have no idea where. Yeah, like, there's nothing. Somewhere just unreal, just go over some mountains, just... We need to get lots of drone shots. That's what I'm saying yeah. here. 4K drone shots. It'd have to be a hell of a drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're prepared for... I'm prepared at least for like a five-hour drive. Four or five-hour drive. Yeah. yeah I think five hours would be my max. Like, absolute max yeah, for this I, video. Yeah. But I'd do a four-hour. Cost of running the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yo. This is all in budget. That's why it's coming oh, in. Oh, okay. oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, yeah, no. This is a roads and travel budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an expense. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a budget on it. I, okay. What that is now, I have no idea. Right. It's way too early. But once we map out what exactly we need, then we yeah. can say, okay. Yeah. Um, forewarning is $200 an hour to rent the plane. Oh, that's chill. That's while it's... Marcus like, Baller so now, man. That it's away from it will be chill. It's not chill right bucks. now, but it'll be chill. Yeah. Marcus, it's definitely doable. Marcus Baller now, man. No, yeah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> that YouTube money. Uh, YouTube money. <laughs> yeah, no. You would uh, laugh if I showed you my last check. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Car- no, yeah, it'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be sick. It will be cool. It and will be really cool. It'd kind of give you a chance to obviously the- more of BC. Yes. And I would not How do this without, is. you know, some sort of sponsorship deal or some sort of, you know, 
whatever the heck is going on. Yeah. It's got to be a smart business move at the end of the day. It can't Absolutely. be. Absolutely. It can't be just a. Although it does have that air of possibility of like, okay, we Amazon. put this. Yeah, or something, you know, <laughs> not even that, up. but just to like prove, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, hey, we can do, like, I just want to prove to, like, yeah. I don't know, myself that we can do this. Yeah. So. Netflix. Netflix pilot. Well, yeah, Motor Trend has all their shows up on Netflix now, which is, wow. all their YouTube shows yeah. are pretty much on Netflix, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Which is nuts. But Motor Trend. And I know Netflix is, oh yeah, Motor Trend's. It's yeah, exactly. unbelievable. They have helicopters. They have massive yes, budgets. Yeah. No, and they've been around since. That's, yeah, yeah they got old, quote unquote, old money. They're prehistorical yeah. in this world. <laughs> hey, all the magazine people, you know, they got their foot in the door a long time. Evo ago. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. and, oh yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Wait, does anybody know when the uh, the new the season two of Grand Tour is coming out? No idea. No idea. Honestly, I didn't finish watching the first season. I hate to say this, but like it was, it was good, and there were it's, there was definitely ups and downs though. It was definitely growing yeah, pains, episode as they two say. Was no bueno. Oh, the one with the shooting. Yeah, no, where yeah. James kept dying. Like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of silly. Yeah, but just yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they were given too much freedom. You know right? what I mean? Like, I I feel like when they were with BBC. See, they're so outrageous. I mean, they're yeah. so outrageous that they need to be. You need to know as a producer how much to like, kind of throttle them in for it to be funny. And then if you let them loose, they're just they just do whatever they want. Right, and it's a bit much sometimes. I no, feel like, I, like with the second episode where it just kept going too much. Like you know, it just James just kept dying. Like, yeah, it was like okay, this was <laughs> funny for the first five minutes, but this is like minute seven of James dying. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching this episode. I'm like, "What? This is so weird." I just yeah. thought it was yeah. so weird. Yeah, like it I don't was know. nothing to do with cars. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, they've nothing. done plenty of stuff that hasn't had anything to do with cars. But it's been funny still. Yeah. No, I think Top Gear was probably the funniest. Like r- the couple of years right before they split, I'd say yeah. anywhere from you know like season nine to like season sixteen. Because I remember 15, rolling 16. on the fucking floor laughing oh. like back then. Oh yeah, and like this new Grand Tour, yeah, it's funny and all, yeah. but it's like it's, it feels kind of played out. Like yeah, we're yeah, getting a dead horse. Yeah. And there's no, like you said, there's no reeling in. There's no actual. It doesn't feel as like intelligently thought out. No. Whereas it's it's just kind of like oh they're just going for laughs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I almost think it was a little bit of a rush. I don't like I don't know that, but just based off the fact that they they needed to get the Holy Trinity up, they were the last people to do the Holy yeah. Trinity yeah, no on shit. camera yeah. and to put it out. And they were like the last, badly lost, like not even yeah. like for a the week people after. who are able to have the means to do that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it wasn't like weeks after or something. It was like months, months. Chris Harris did it like six months before yeah. or something, like at least. I think it was even more than that because let's not forget these cars are four to five years old at this point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Which is crazy. That's actually nuts. And they yeah, just that Top Gear episode the, just released yeah, it less like, than what? a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? But yeah, that's why I think I think maybe it was a little bit of a rush, which is why I'm a, definitely more optimistic for the second season. And right. now they just announced that Top Gear, the BBC uh, BBC US, is doing Top Gear US again. They're they're rebooting that with whole different cast and everything. So now there's going to be two Top Gears and a Grand Tour, which okay. I, oh, nine eleven oh, Turbo did just went off the road. <laughs> um, wait, so BBC or oh, like sorry, not BBC, um, Top Gear UK. Yeah, 
What is happening with that? Do you have any idea? Chris Harris is the guy is now. the only guy? He, no, no, no. There's It's oh. a back to a three host, and oh, he okay. seems to be coming out on top as the new Jeremy Clarkson of Top Gear, which is nuts because yeah. he went for, I mean, he was making, like, YouTube videos or whatever. Yeah. Big budget really, ones. And he yeah, had worked for, yeah. like, Evo Magazine and stuff. Like, yeah. he was in the industry. Yeah. But, but now also he's, he's got a reputation as being a very good, very good driver. <laughs> yeah, and he talks well on camera. Like, he's... Yeah. That's what he does, right? Yeah. Um, it just feels like it's, you're watching Chris Harris on Cars, though. It's great, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just with <laughs> a higher budget. budget yeah. With a higher budget, yeah. yeah. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Chris Harris on Cars, Pimp My Ride Edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like with an actual budget before it's, you know. Like, he had, uh, I forget who was his shooter, um, but he always, uh, Neil Carey, that's his name, I believe. Um, and he just was awesome cinematography, right? And he, when he originally started making to- uh, videos for TopGear.com, he was like, I'm not coming over to you guys unless Neil Carey shoots with me. Wow. And they bo- they were a, they were a pair. So that's all these new, uh, or at least the web content, and I think the first episode they shot with Top Gear was like, Neil Carey was like the cinematographer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which hmm. is cool. That's kind of cool. I did that. M3 just went straight over the curb, as they do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's an SUV, and he just man. continues driving down the road in the opposite direction. Yeah. It's is a, this in Richmond? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got cut off in Richmond. M4 Raptor. Oh, wow. Oh, they, my <laughs> God. Somebody died. Dude, you're saying <laughs> showing some brutal content. Someone just died. <laughs> we just watched, like, 20 people get run over by Koenigsegg CCX on a racetrack. <laughs> oh, Mustang just doing Mustang things. That was insane. Oh, oh I've, I've seen this I've video. Seen this one's that. good. I like this one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a street race gone wrong. Yeah. Keep it on the track, boys. Yeah, pretty much. Like, all except, you know, here, like we were talking about earlier, you know, at car meets and stuff, people doing donuts and stuff. I love it when people are having a rev battle at a car, at a car meet. Well, revving is it. okay. It's but... great, but people don't like that. Like, people are like, oh, don't rev your engine, it's disrespectful. I'm like, come on, you're at a car meet, rev your engine a little bit. But if you're doing stuff like we're watching now, you know, with yeah. Mustangs and... Yeah, like all the... Cars. Not that is in particular, but I don't know. But all the guys leaving like stuff like cars and coffee in the states, and yeah, that, and they just you have to show both. Like, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. I think no, it's not necessary. Guys, no. They get a little too excited. You know, the adrenaline is going. Yeah. Like I would do a pull. I, you know, I would do like a second gear pull or something. Sure, yeah. but not like dri- nothing crazy to drift when yeah. you can't when you actually don't know how to. I got Vin Diesel over here. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right he's that's like uh, oh that was bad that was like a drag car that was just on yeah, that's my dad's car scared shit out of me okay so as we continue watching this here i've got a couple of questions here uh from russ oh yeah yeah russ has got some questions um okay so we have a couple we can pick from the first one we can just blast through this what modern ish car isn't electric but maybe should be uh, the answer, Sid, is none of them. What's your <laughs> answer? Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, should be uh, electric. What's not electric, but should be. But should be? Um, well, so what What am I trying to answer here? Like the opinion on electric Just, cars? Yeah, well, anything. It's, well, I think the technology is not good enough yet. I think the i8 okay. should have been a full electric car, to be honest. No, it should have been. I'm getting a little bit excited for the yeah. half electric 911 that's going to come out, though. Oh yeah, I heard about that. That's going to be a trickle down, like nine eighteen. Yeah, but in a nine eleven package. So. That's cool. That's the only only path that they can go. But they're smart to not release it until their technology is a little better first. Because mm-hmm. the 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 all of them use lithium ion batteries, and that's just not reliable. 
Yeah. Like even on like brand new McLaren or something, the reason why they're so light is because they converted all the car batteries to like these really small lithium ion batteries that weigh like basically nothing. Yeah. But the trade-off is if you don't drive your car for two weeks, it dies. And you can't jump start it because it's not. No, you can't. It's yeah. just a lithium ion battery. You, you might fry the ECU or whatever. So you need to actually call a tech from McLaren to come to your house and start your car for you, right? So that sort of shows you what that that kind of uh, going down that road entails. Sure. Yeah. Right, At right. this point, it's just simply not good enough yet. Yeah. And then you have those, uh, the hidden handles, like on the Teslas, where it's like, if that happens and your battery's completely dead, you can't get in your car at all. Oh, right? dude. There was an so old guy a in a C6 Corvette, like a year ago. You know how the Corvettes are, all the doors are electrically controlled. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. Right. So the guy was in his car and uh, the battery died. He couldn't get out and then he died in there. Oh, I think I remember hearing about that. There was a big lawsuit. Yeah, from this, from getting baked from the sun because he was too he's too old to like break the window or something. So he just died in his fucking Corvette. Holy crap! Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was big news. So electronics. Yeah, see, that's why I wouldn't buy one. <laughs> that's why I fuck <laughs> I with classic it's cars. Just, it's just like it, it, that kind of shows you the difference. That's why that Euro cars are more expensive. It's just not there yet. That shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, just buy older cars because it's all it's oh, all yeah. mechanical. Yeah. Everything everything can be fixed with a yeah. spring and a pulley and a screw. Yeah. You know, you just need a hammer and a screwdriver, a wrench, you're good to go. That's yeah, why that's my MR2 ECU problem was it's the last place I checked. It's like, what, <laughs> exactly. Is going to be a blown thing in the ECU? Like, the ECU's fine. What's going to happen? It's a computer. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> a computer from Pentium 1 era. Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> It's like late 80s, early 90s. I think most of those computers are like either recycled or in like a ditch in China somewhere. Yeah. Causing lead poisoning to some children. Some of the, I was looking into it, but some of the, you know, aftermarket tuner ECUs that aren't even like plug and play tunable, you know, um, are going for for my car, for the MR2, for like seven, eight hundred. Some of them are going for a thousand dollars plus. Holy crap. Like the ones, you know, like um, whoever TRD or Blitz made or. Not even like a standalone. No, this it's not a standalone. Like a- you can't. It's a pre-select. Like you have to, if you want it tuned, you have to send it to Blitz and get it tuned. Same with uh, uh, HKS. Same with theirs. So it's not even crazy, but it does a few things. You know, timing right. and stuff does a little bit. It's just more potential. But they're going for like a thousand dollars. I'm like, you can get something way better in the aftermarket for like a little bit more and yeah. have way more you know functionality with yeah. it in terms of tunability and stuff. Yeah, because like if you want to get like. Um, What's that like Australian company that uh, they do uh, complete standalone Haltech? Right. I think their most expensive, like top of the range, like standalone, is three grand. Wow. Which is a lot of money, but that's the top of the line. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Every you can tune every little thing that you could ever think of, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got obviously cheaper ones. So they're cheaper ones. You could probably, like you said, you could get a complete standalone. Oh yeah. And have unlimited modifications. Do anything. Yeah. For just a bit more. Yeah. That's definitely the way to go. Standalone? Oh, yeah. But not on a stock car. No, oh, of course no, not. No, like if you're doing got... just like an exhaust and an intake and a no, bigger, yeah. maybe a bigger turbo. Yeah, but once maybe. you have like, yeah. yeah. Even with my car, like I could not, I could maybe put a slightly bigger turbo on it and keep the stock ECU, but after like 350 wheel, yeah, you're just... you're not going to have it. You need a standalone or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, Russ has another question. All right, Russ, what you got for me? What cars do you secretly like but are embarrassed to tell someone about? And he says in brackets, for an example, the Kia Soul. <laughs> wait, Russ, wait, noise. let me get this clear. Are you saying that you like the Kia Soul? <laughs> uh, who is Russ? Russ uh, is the, a genius with the MR2. Yeah, he owns it. We filmed his uh, white V6 MR2. He's been on the podcast before. Russ likes a Kia Soul? I don't Stick know. That's an MR2, asking. bro. That's a great car. <laughs> Oh, dude, you have to get a ride in his V6 MR2. It's, it's like, I want to do that so bad. Date, the craziest car I've ever been in. It's so awesome. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like a cool guy with a cool car. It is, yeah. But apparently, he likes the Kia Soul. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he was just using that as an example. But. Secret car that I'm embarrassed. I don't know. I don't think there's anything I like that I'm embarrassed to, right? to talk about. <laughs> I think I just like all cars. Like, if it was that sort of a situation, yeah, probably like the rental car that I get from when I go on vacation. Like, I still appreciate it when I like... Of course. When yeah. I have to give it back, I'm just like, oh, you know, you develop a little bond with the thing. Yeah. You redline it a couple times, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've been through thick and thin with this beast. Sure, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Even if it's like a little 1.3 liter Chevy Sonic, you know? Yeah. Still good times. What about you? Um, well, none of it, like Sid said, none of it, like I'm embarrassed, like I'll talk about anything, obviously. Um, but. In terms of, oh my god, what did we just watch? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bikers. Oh, wow, that GTR R35 GTR just got air. That was insane. GTR okay, anyways. Um, yeah, but in terms of uh, other cars that kind of go along the same veins, like, yeah. I like it, but but um, it would be, you know, like a mid-2000s to, like, late-2000s GMC Denali SUV. With the billet grill. Okay, I okay. used to love those. So okay. if I had one of those, you know, lift it just like a little bit, all blacked out, supercharge yeah, the yeah. shit out of it, obviously. Yeah. Wow. All-wheel drive. It would have yeah. to be a manual. Yeah. And then you've got yourself a badass GMC Denali. Do, do those come in manual? I don't think so, but oh, I would okay. make it happen. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. couple subs in there. Yeah. It's Bo- a good size. Boys in the hood playing in the background. No. I don't even know if it's a good car or a good truck, but it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. You fair don't enough. buy that for the drive, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or the fuel economy. Uh, Just the same as you don't buy a first-generation Cadillac CTS-V for the looks. No. Second-gens look really nice, but first-gens are like, oh, Cadillac didn't really know where they were going. Yeah, did yeah. they Did they have performance? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Corvette like, motor, man. 400 like the platform. Not the drivetrain, like... The first gens, yeah, like good chassis, know. good suspension. No, they drove, they drove all right. They're, it's all right, yeah. It's not the new ones, way better. As, obviously, as good as an American yeah. car can be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From that era, they were pushing the limits. Yeah, they're a lot better now. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, they well, were much smaller cars back then. Oh yeah, the first generation CTS was probably the same size as like a three or four series as yeah, nowadays, like an Accord or something. Yeah, yeah, but now they're they've grown so much they're like five series size, mm-hmm. if not bigger. Yeah. What would you say, Ulrich, for your car that uh, you Whoa. like, but you're like, <laughs> I don't know if I... Is, do you I'm like the Chrysler Prowler? <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to like those when I was a really? kid. Or the Chevy young. SSR? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. oh, know. sure, yeah, I, you could like... I don't know. Car that I'm... Pontiac Aztec? Holy fuck. <laughs> Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I, I Chrysler 300, but the... All right. Whatever top one. The 300C? Like, yeah, the C. Yeah. Yeah. The SRT8? The SRT8. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. That's a... 
you just with Mr. White comment there. You from Surrey too? Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh shit. You'd be balling. <laughs> but yeah, that's why it's, that's why it's my um yeah, people, people not from uh, around Vancouver probably don't know what I'm talking about. No, <laughs> no it's totally fine. <laughs> Enough people. Wow, that guy's driving a Jeep without a roof on the highway. Super fast. Going incredibly fast. But yeah, that, that would be my uh, car that I'm ashamed to like. I don't know. It's SRT. Yeah, that surprises me. I don't even like that car. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty America. <laughs> It's pretty murky. Yeah, it was like Chrysler being like, hey, we want to make our Bentley car. Yeah. We want to be Bentley. <laughs> well, you know, those share the same chassis as the Chargers, which share the same chassis as the 90s E-Classes. Yeah. Those oh, are, right. Yeah, I read the, something about that. the leftovers, recently. which carry through to the new uh, Ghibli nowadays. Seriously. Sorry, Maserati. Yeah, Maserati's kind of like the shit can bin of Ferrari parts. <laughs> that's just like... <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Well, the lesson of the day is don't get bought out by your rivals. Right, right. Yeah, because the new ones are pretty good, right? No, I mean, Ferrari and Maserati used to be on par back in the day. Yeah, but... Like... And and now that Ferrari owns Maserati, they just use them as like a developmental bed and give but them like all the, the cheaper Maseratis stuff. Maseratis are, and... are better... Right, or not like the new Ghibli and stuff. Or they apparently, I hear they're crap? really good. Well, or they're they're, 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 better they're than like they were. the most evolved version of what you can do with the 300C Charger chassis, <laughs> like the the, the very very <laughs> best so that funny. that can offer. Fair enough. Okay. So it's a really really good. Um, yeah, or Mercedes one Chrysler of Chrysler Fiat Mercedes hybrid thing with like nice leather and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair you enough. Know, but when I look at the stocks and the indicator buttons and all that stuff, you still know where it's coming from. Yeah. There's still little parts of it that they can't, you know, price up. It doesn't right. work like that. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's just like even the Aston that I have from that era when Ford owned them. Yeah. You know, the, the indicator stock that I have is fucking from a focus of that era. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The key is from a Volvo. Yeah. You can't, you can't escape that if that company is not owned wholeheartedly by itself. It's always there, yeah. That's why I have huge respect for Pagani. I have huge respect for companies like McLaren, you know, even BMW. But now they're kind of a little bit weird because they're doing the partnership thing with like Toyota and. BMW is in a weird spot. I think they're in a major transition. Did you hear that the Z4 and the Supra are going to have like sharing chassis? Yeah. The Z4 like, and like the new Supra. Yeah. What in the? F- it makes sense. They're yeah, both like compact, like, like long hood, yeah, like kind it's like of Subaru BRZ, but the step up. Yeah, I mean that's cool. I didn't know they still made the Z4. To be completely honest with you, but they will. That that's gonna be the new one. Right. They'll take. Yeah. 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 Bring it it's out just like one. the the MX5 and the the Fiat, right? Yeah. The Fiat's a good-looking car, though. The, I think the Fiat's a, a great-looking version. Car. Yeah, that should be a fun drive, man. Does it sound pretty good too? Because a Barth usually, yeah, cars sound pretty good. Yeah, they sound pretty hairy. They, they, sound, they sound like hilarious. little. They sound like little four-cylinder Ferraris, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Ferrari fart cans. Yeah, pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> I saw yeah. a Fiat 500 a Barth go by, uh, like on the street the other day, yeah. and it was maybe at like two and a half thousand RPM, just like on the overhead, overhead, just like pops and crackles. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what is that? I look around, it's just a Fiat <laughs> 500 a Barth. I'm like, wow, yeah. that thing's sounds mental yeah they, i will give them that they're it's hilarious at like making something sound good and no like the new cooper s like what does that sound like like i don't even know like a brand new cooper s or something like that compared to like good usually i mean obviously it's a way better chassis than the 500 without a doubt but they're definitely like different yeah, yeah. 
Because I know I've seen reviews on the Fiat 500, and most people are like, it's fine. It's a Fiat 500. It's a Fiat 500, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what would be kind of cool is to go to uh, a bar and be like, hey, can you tune my exhaust and engine to sound really good? Sure, but yeah. Take the C sixty three. Just go, just put in a big a Barth badge on the back. <laughs> that would piss people. A Bart, a Barth. I don't know. Bart. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How you're supposed to say that. They say it's funny. <laughs> That's cool. That would sound nuts, probably though. They're pretty good at that. The Italians. Oh yeah. Making stuff sound good. Yeah. So, do you guys like carbon fiber? Oh, carbon fiber. Yeah, I love. Obviously, carbon fiber is great. Carbon fiber, everything. I've been making a lot of that lately. I'm excited to start seeing some of this stuff. It's going to be good. Yep, so we can do overlay on anything to make it appear as if it's pure carbon, or we can actually uh, make it out of layers of pure carbon as well, depending right. on whatever people want. Locally made in Vancouver. So are you at the point, like, you can... Have you done any, like, hoods yet? Is that something, or is that yep, kind of... hoods can be done. Yeah? That's cool. Hoods, wings, body panels, yeah, interior pieces, you name it. Yeah. If you want it to look completely like OEM fitment, you just have to give me your OEM piece and then we can overlay it. Yeah. That's the thing though, like definitely on modified cars, for me at least, like for the MR2, there's only a few, there's a very small number of parts that I would put, you know, exposed or, you know, uh, clear coated carbon on the car. Right. Or else like start changing like body panels and stuff. I wouldn't do like a hood, for instance, on the MR2, just carbon. I would want to do, you know, the whole thing or do like a wide body or something like that, right? Whereas I think other cars can definitely like, I don't know, pull it off like with the roof or something or the spoiler or, yeah. 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 And this whole idea with my friend making carbon started from, you know, just being in the scene ourselves and, you know, purchasing stuff overseas. The, the reason why we started this is because so many of the parts you buy online or, you know, from local guys or just wherever, it's getting cheaper and cheaper because of like the mass production of things. Mm -hmm. So it was a lack of good quality product that we could find. That's where we're just like, okay, maybe we just try to make it for ourselves. And then now it's like more and more people are starting to contact us to like convert their steering wheels over and sure, yeah. their wings. Cause like if you, if you say, for example, click the uh, carbon fiber option for your steering wheel on your Ferrari 488 stock, it costs you like six grand, five mm -hmm. grand, right? Whereas if you did it from, you know, somebody that would just overlay it, it would only be like $2,000 or $1,800, something like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited to see more of that stuff. <laughs> okay, Sid. So Especially on interior. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Sid, if you know what the, like the S. Martin Vulcan, what the steering wheel looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Could you do that for my C sixty three? I'm sorry. I'm Have like a yeah bottomless and uh, yeah. well, if you buy a mobile hub adapter kit and you actually buy a, a steering wheel that fits on a mobile adapter kit that's similar in that shape, then, or yeah. modify the steering yeah. wheel in that shape yourself, yeah. then if you give it to me, then you know we can definitely change it to something like that. Yeah, that's so not crazy. that hard. No. It is actually doable. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the biggest application or where I want to see it more is just, you know, if you're going to redo the interior on your car that's, you know, older than 15 or 20 years old and you want to make it kind of bring it up to modern, you know, like a lot of the muscle car guys do and all that stuff, you got to, I feel like a lot of people are going to integrate some sort of carbon, right? Of Obviously. course. Yeah. I think that's, at least for me, that's the most exciting application I've seen for like the aftermarket. Well, even you know? if it's on like a very old car, a classic car, 
you just get the piece done in carbon and paint over it. Mm. You'd use it for the functionality aspect of it, right? Because steel from back in the day was just so much heavier and not really even meant for aerodynamics or, you know, weight application. We we can improve that nowadays just by a change of material. It, it was completely unheard of back then to oh sure yeah put something like that on your car, right? People would say you're crazy. That's yeah, like stuff for military. Yeah, I've always wondered what it would be like if you took like an older car. Like, if, for example, you go really old, like Model T Ford or something, and you just rebuilt it from scratch using the most modern technology. Yeah. yeah. But to look like an identical replica, like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that'd mm-hmm. be something, if you had like unlimited funds, that'd be something cool to do. Uh, I've seen similar things at local hot rod shows. There's a local gentleman uh, that had a 1967 Mustang that, no joke, if you talk to him, He's put over a million dollars into it over the years. And the thing wow. does not look anything like a Mustang. He puts, <laughs> when he displays his car, he puts a giant car size mirror under the car so that you see the whole underbody. Sure, Everything's yeah. chromed out. You know, the interior is like ostrich or crocodile or some crazy shit like that. Oh it's my just God. literally what you guys are just saying, right? You take just unlimited funds, unlimited possibilities. Mm-hmm. And passion and you just put it all into your car right it's got the most insane candy apple paint job on it it's yeah like purple and f- like fire orange and then you know sky's the limit yeah. oh for sure yeah. this is what i'm wondering though when when are, or if are we ever going to see like a kit car you know how you can get you know um factory five kit cars you know the old shelby's and stuff um but you know a carbon monocoque kit car <laughs> like when is when is that coming where you can just get those and then basically just put it either put it together yourself to a certain extent right have the carbon chassis like a rolling chassis or something um and then basically do whatever you want you know pick your engine from a different uh from a few different ones and then obviously all mid-engine hopefully with a carbon so then essentially you're like saying is there a company or when will there be a company that's gonna provide a safety shell and then you make it look how you want it to look Pretty much for for like almost track based use, yeah, right? Like yeah. if you're getting a carbon monocoque like kit car, I mean, you could plate it theoretically, but yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah, I, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right now, if somebody cool. was to do that, that'd yeah. probably be you know like a quarter of a million dollar car, at yeah. least. Give us some time. We're working <laughs> on it. Yeah, because <laughs> right now for that kind of stuff, what's your main thing you can go to is like a Caterham or something like that. Sure. Yeah, and they. Just tube frame. Yeah. Caterham's, yeah, Caterham is like a classic design for yeah. sure. And then you have the, um, uh, the BAC Mono, which right. is that really right. crazy cool looking one. I think that one might be made of carbon. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, yeah. BAC Mono, KTM Crossbow, those kind of ones. Mm hmm. For sure. Yeah, no. Very cool cars. But uh, yeah, if pieces can be done in fiberglass, there's no reason why they can't be done in carbon fiber. Mm hmm. That's true. It's very similar application. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, similar properties, I would imagine, yeah. All right, you guys. Was this a good podcast or what? Oh, I think it was great. Do we get a lot covered? <laughs> uh, here and there, here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk to you again, Sid, definitely, because upcoming is uh, some cool stuff in the next like month. <laughs> the Kaisan actually arrives in five days. Yeah, listeners, there is a full carbon roof for a 911 that's like three feet to my left right now. Looks gorgeous. (laughs) 
Yep. Our kits have arrived. Uh, they're going to be prepped soon, and the Kaisan arrives in five days to uh, slice the roof out of a 964 that we have. Mm-hmm. First time it's ever been done outside of Asia. Yeah. So we're very excited to have you there as well. It'll be completely private. Not No one's allowed in except for just our people. Cool, cool. Just the squad. (laughs) And if people want to follow the build once it's done, where can they get you at? Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, Instagram, Koi Canada, K-O-I Canada, one word, and RWB underscore Vancouver. Yeah, the RWB definitely looked nice with uh, that Aventador on the 570. Exactly. Dylan and JP shoot. That was all so nice. Where can people find you? Ulrich. Me? Yep. Uh, Ulrich underscore C63. <laughs> Where you posted a massive <laughs> burnout. <laughs> you can see that on my second channel too. Yeah. Ulrich did a nice break stand. Yeah. Another one. Every time, dude, Ulrich, every time you're like, um, oh, my tires are so bald. Like I gotta, I gotta replace them. And then that'll be like every couple of months. You'll be like, oh, I can do one more. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest smoke show. And for like, they're fine. Time. Like I've had tires that yeah, are like, fine. A little bit. I mean, when Sid, you drove my car, that was the lowest I've ever had any of my tires. It was completely fine up until uh, <laughs> I started getting a little confident. And uh, yeah, basically shit my pants after that. <laughs> uh, it happens to everyone. So funny. This sti- I put my summer tires back on. We have some actual sticky rubber on there right now. Nice. Which is good. But anyways, thanks you guys for coming on the podcast. And okay. uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll have another episode next week. Peace. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>